righty. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you for taking the time to download the Cube Nerds podcast. Uh, maybe you listened to the first introductory episode, maybe not. That's all right. This may be one, too. Hope everybody had a safe and healthy and a happy new year. Uh, it's now 2018, which is insane. But new year, new things ahead, even though it's usually the same old shit the next day. But, hey, it's always better to have a plan. Everybody knows a new diet doesn't start until Monday. So if you mess up on Monday, you got to wait till next Monday. Same thing with the year, eh? I'll change things around next year. New plans ahead next year, even though tomorrow is no different than today. Sometimes, but you can make it different. That's how it works. So, the introductory episode, I told you a little bit about my, my, how my day went that day. I hope today uh, may be a, little bit, a little bit different. I figured I'd record my commute to work. I just left my house probably about 20 minutes later than I should have. Because I got all my dogs to take care of. All that other kind of crazy shit going on in the mornings. Never stop and sit and have a cup of coffee. I never stop and get a cup of coffee because I don't have time. Got to make sure I get gas the day before so because I don't have time to get gas. Rush to work. Running red lights. Everybody needs to get the hell out of my way because I need to get to work. So, yeah, like I said, I just left my house. We'll see what happens. Already there's traffic. And I live in a small town. And it's about 7... I can't see because the light on my dashboard has faded so much that the time in the upper right-hand corner is pretty much faded out unless I unless I press on the screen and it lights it back up a little bit. So it's about 7.27. Yeah, way later than I'd like to be. But, uh, you know, no different than any other day, I suppose. So, uh... Yeah, alright. How was everybody's new year? Mine was nothing crazy. Stayed home because my son is sick still. Double ear infection, double pink eye, and then of course my house just becomes a germ hut. It's funny, when I before I had kids, I, I was 18 when I started in my career. I went to a technical school right out of high school. My dad hooked me up with He was making some pretty good money at the time, and I was thankful that he was able to to pave that way for me once he heard about this school heard about the Chubb Institute out in Jersey and I think it was in different parts of the country it's not not around anymore back uh, in about 2002 2003 the name was just a great name it got you in the door of everywhere it actually helped with the job placement of my, my job I was in um, and uh, after that as you know, I was working on the the job that they hooked me up with. I was there for about ten years, and when I started there, I was you know I was a young kid. I was eighteen, full of piss and vinegar. You know, I was gonna take on the world. I'm the man here. Everybody else sucks. And I remember hearing about all the guys with their kids, and their sick kid. Even a guy who was a close friend of mine. He's got two kids, and I would break his balls all the time for the same deal, that. You know, he's uh, he's got two kids. When they get sick, it's like, oh, sorry, I can't make it to work today. My kid is sick. I don't remember my dad ever missing a day of work because I was sick. 
I mean, it was a different time, different different type of deal. My dad's a union iron worker, so he doesn't really have that kind of luxury. Office workers, it's a little bit different. Also, too, nowadays, I mean, with the technology, forget about it. Like, I can't even tell you the last time I had a, a sick day because I was sick. If I'm, if I'm sick, I just stay home. Stay home, I'll work from home. There you go. That's good. It's better than me coming in, isn't it? But at least I'm doing the work. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing and it's a curse. You used to look forward to your sick days to take off. Or, well, again, also, too, I mean, who, who takes a sick day when they're sick? You take a sick day when, you know, you just, you just need a break. Or you just want to do something for the day. Then there's vacation days and all kinds of changes. Now, a big thing that's a big topic that I've been reading about and uh, it's something that, you know, I'm familiar with because, you know, the company I work with uh, implements this. But it, everybody talks a lot about the the question of how much time to give your employees for a time off, and how much time they should allow. And the uh, the question comes in that, or and I've heard of other companies doing this as well before. Even I started working with this one about unlimited time off. I forget the the specific term for it, but unlimited time off is interesting it's a it's a it's an interesting thing to do for your employees and it shows a lot of trust in your employees which is good because trust and communication in your employees is huge if you're not trusting your employees then i mean then you know how can you expect them to work hard for you when you grant your employees, you know, an unlimited amount of time off they can take off for the year, you're you're letting them know, like, all right, look, we're trusting you're gonna do your work, even with that time, and you know where your priorities lie. But of course, it's not actually unlimited time off because there's always employees that take advantage of it. Of course, like, oh well, I got it. Why why shouldn't I take it? And they ruin it for the rest of us. I know plenty of people who, as soon as they heard that, signed up throughout the year and four or five weeks vacation, they're taking off. Not to mention, taking off every you know every long weekend. They're making it a longer weekend, and they have no qualms about it whatsoever because it's their personal time and they're going to use it. And then what has to happen is those folks who have unlimited over or have unlimited time off, they need to be told, yeah, you you've used up your unlimited time off because you're ruining it. And then the rest of us can't really take off when when we want to, because like I'm, I'm I never plan vacations. I should. I never plan vacations. The beginning of the year, actually, I'm hoping to take one. Hopefully, in the beginning of February, once you know the blackout period ends of the year-end craziness, which I'm sure every you know a lot of you go through, um, because I, I definitely need one, just to spend time with my family and and get away from work a little bit, because work's been nuts. And everybody takes their time in the summer. I would, if I was gonna take a vacation before me and my wife had my kid, we always used to, we go to Florida every year, even just for a couple of days, to go to the Halloween Horror Nights down in Orlando. And we did that maybe three, four years in a row. Uh, the first time I took my wife to to Orlando was probably about, she's I guess, four, or five years ago now. That was the first time she'd ever been there. It was the greatest vacation of my life. It was watching her experience all this stuff for the first time was was the best experience i mean because i've been there i think twice before that and i loved it and i love going there every single time um so we used to at least plan for that 
But even that, I'd never plan. I, I would always, you know, maybe a month in advance, two months in advance, I'd say, hey, yeah, I'm taking this week and, and let's go. And I guess, that, I mean, that's my fault, clearly. You know, I mean, I need to be scheduled my vacation time. It's not my fault that everybody else, or it's not, you know, anybody else's fault that they're scheduling the time when nobody else is taking the time off. That's fine. But then obviously people take advantage of it. They take their four weeks, and then they take a day here, take a day here. Then they take every Friday off in October, you know, it's... That's not how that's how it goes, but that's what people do. So with the unlimited time off, you're uh, you're trusting your employees not to take advantage of it, and to say, hey, look, you know, I'm I'm gonna take the time when I need it, and I'm still gonna get my work done. Because obviously, <clears throat> in a, excuse me, in a call center, a call center based environment, there's a lot of numbers that need to be satisfied, and if you're taking all this time off. You're not satisfying those numbers. And that's something that needs to be reviewed, too. Are you going to take all this time off? Well, we're going to have to make sure that you can you can cover your ass and hold your weight while you're going to be doing that, too. So if you can do that, then it's really not so much of a problem. Hopefully your, your manager or supervisor doesn't see it that way. But again, there's always a few in the bunch that have to ruin it for everybody. But, I mean, even like I, I've been in companies where you know where you get three years and then after your fifth year the the way it used to work at my old company was so after so you get three weeks and then after your fifth year or on your fifth year you get four weeks and then that gets taken away until 10 years and then at 10 years you get your four weeks and you keep it so you get like a little five-year bonus of an extra week. So, I mean, they're forcing you to take the time off, which was something that, which was something that the company never did hesitate about. They were very much like, hey, look, you got all this time off. You need to take it. I, mean, I don't know what kind of number crunch they needed to do because of that or what kind of, you know, number they needed to quantify that employees weren't taking their time off, some kind of mental health reason that some kind of contracting company was trying to you know oversee but yeah they always they always told us look you need to take this time off which was good but still you know i never really did and i was never big on taking time off because i still feel like if i don't work i'm not making a difference i'm not getting paid it's not good for my career to take time off uh if i you know if i'm taking time off then you know i'm not working on it it looks bad on me I'm not moving ahead. I'm not doing the hard work that's going to get me noticed, it's going to get me promotion if I'm taking a day off. But again, I mean that's that's kind of that's kind of a little extreme thinking, I think on my part. You need to you need to take your time off. It's not going to kill you to take a day off here and there. I got to remember to put my phone in uh, airplane mode. The microphone says that when you plug it in it says, "Hey, you know, make sure you put your phone in airplane mode because if you get a phone call and blah blah blah, so what happens is it, it's just even more editing that I'm going to have to do, which is a pain in the ass. It takes the recording that I did and stops it right there, which is good. Thankfully, it doesn't erase it or it doesn't record my phone conversation. But it stops it and you save it. And i got to go in the little garage band and try to mash them together. New thing i got to do now, maybe if, you know, by the time before this gets up, I'll, I'll have thought of it by then or somebody will hook me up. Need some kind of a theme song to play into the beginning because I always listen to podcasts where it's like if it's just some just some person talking and it's not well produced 
it comes off unprofessional. You don't really take it seriously. The content has to be like really good in order for you to keep paying attention to it. The worst, and that's why I needed this microphone. The worst is when you listen to a podcast that's just two guys just talking on the phone to each other. Oh, it's the worst. The the, the quality is like why do I why am I listening to this? I could just I don't want I don't care about two guys having a phone conversation if it's an interview or if it's even just a discussion that's well produced. I mean that's cool, but. Yeah, if it's uh, just two guys, it's not like they're just talking on the phone. I don't even want to hear it. But thankfully, though, no, the microphone is uh, it's not too bad. And sound quality, hopefully, is pretty good. Had a few people listen and test it out already. Said it's not too bad. You can't tell I'm driving in my car with the heat blast and going, going 70 down the highway. And bumper to bumper, well, not in bumper to bumper traffic yet. But right now, right now, things aren't too bad. About to hit the turn where the sun glare hits you in the face and everybody has to stop slam on their brakes. You guys missed it actually while I was on the phone call before I got to start the recording again trying to make the turn. And you know, I got the green arrow to go left. And then you got 20 people looking to make a right going the other way. And then three more people got to squeeze in before me, even though I have the right of way. Bunch of jerk offs. Morning commute is the worst. And it never, I mean, I have never had a job that I didn't have to treat. Even when I was a kid, even when I was in high school, with the exception of being like a camp counselor or, but even then, I mean, because I rode my bike, I would ride my bike across town to be a camp counselor. I ride my bike completely across town when I was working at a pizza place. And then when I was in high school, I worked at a car dealership doing, you know, lot attendant work and just, you know, side jobs here and there. I've never had a job that I didn't have to work. That I didn't have to work at least half an hour away. After high school, and right right when I went to the Chubb Institute, I got hooked up with a job at a brokerage firm in the city in downtown Manhattan. Which sounds like an unbelievable gig. It was doing IT work. It was great. You know, I didn't think about it at the time. My whole life would have been different if I stayed at that job. So I can't really say you know it was it would have been that great. Um, but I, I was, it was a two hour commute. I would drive to my grandmother's house, which was about a half an hour, 45 minutes away, and then take the bus across the street from her house and take that to the port authority and then take two trains to get downtown and then have to walk two blocks up, get to get to where I needed to go way downtown and it was great working there. it was IT work it was a huge learning experience it was a lot of fun working in the city but for what they were going to pay me in the, that crazy ass commute like yeah and it wasn't wasn't the move this other company paid me a little bit more and in the long term obviously it worked out because I I had stability I was there for a really long time I have a lot of experience there and you know the experience and the drive that made me want to start Cube Nerds and now, I mean, without that job, I wouldn't be where I'm at now, which I really like. But uh, who, you know, who knows what things would have been if I worked differently there, working at, in IT. That's what I thought I was going to be doing when I got. And it's funny, everybody I talked to, the same deal. They went to, they went to, you know, school to do IT work and do computer troubleshooting work. And then when you get to this other company, that's what you, they don't even tell you what you're going to be doing. You're like, okay, yeah, that's what, that's what I, yeah, I'm going to be doing what I do. And it's going to be, ah, shit. 
stop dead friggin' traffic. Shit. Um, yeah, so, like, I got there, and I'm like, what is this device? Like, that's, is that, is that for the, the telephone, or... Oh no, that's what you're going to be supporting. That's that's what you you know you work on. That that's, that's what our customers use. Like really, I thought I was going to be doing IT work. I thought I was going to be doing land support for this company. What is this shit job you got me doing? And then it what was a bummer there, which is something too that is interesting. I don't know you know where a lot of you guys stand or what you do or it's really not the type of work you do isn't the point. The fact that you're working and stuck at your desk is the point. But like. The skill set that I learned at that job, the job I'm at now is the really the only place I could have taken that skill set. The grand scheme customer service aspect is what I use for cube nerds and everything like that. But as far as the the actual specific work, it wasn't IT work that I could you know use at any company and computer support that people need. It was a specific program and specific procedures that went along with it. And that's what I learned, and that's what I was able to, to use anywhere else. And it kind of put me at a standstill, which was a bummer. Because at my land support job, I was doing land support. I could I could learn, constantly learn new things on a larger scale and take that with me anywhere. But at this, at this, the longer I was at this company, the more that knowledge just went down the tubes. And some people stayed up with it, but it's not, as time went on, it made me realize it's not even something that I, I like. And I also, too, I mean... You realize that jobs, when you were a kid, that you thought you could do, like, oh, make-believe job, I want to play video games for a living. You can do that shit now. You can, with the internet, it's a crazy friggin' time. You can play video games for a living if you want. You can test it, you can design them. You know, you could write comic books, you could draw for a living. As a kid, I never thought about that shit. I needed to work and make the maximum amount of money possible. I mean, that's also, I guess, my dad instilled that with me. His work ethic is, to me, his work ethic was second to none. Um, you know, I mean, he was always, I always, I never wanted to be a morning person. I'm still not a morning person, but I never wanted one of those early jobs because by the time I got up for school, he was already gone. Always. And usually I'd get home from school and he still wasn't home. So that always drove me nuts. But... You know, I never wanted that kind of job where I couldn't, you know, where I had to get up that early. I hated it. I couldn't even get up for school, let alone after school was done, get up for a job all the time. It was a nightmare. You know, so I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't want no part of that shit. All right, let's see. So I got to, since I'm in since I'm bumper to bumper traffic, I need to break out the ways and find out what's the fastest way to get to work. So you're going to tell me. I still have 46 minutes to go. And at the crazy highways, the fastest way with cops and two things of traffic. It's, that's 10 minutes. All right. All right. I'm trusting you, ways. Let's see. Hopefully, you know, don't do me wrong here. So. Yeah, so I mean, you know, my dad's work ethic, he was always working and not really taking a lot of days off. He didn't take a lot of vacations. He was always just in the grinding it out every day and working and making money and working and making money. So that's that's where I get it from for sure. And uh, so, you know, as I got older, that's always what I looked at. I never thought I could do like a cool job. I never thought I could do a cool, fun job that, you know, and make a living off of it. Like probably my dream job now is... Uh, to be a comic book writer 
I've always wanted, you know, I've tried a couple times. I've written some scripts, entered some talent competitions, and never won shit. But it's something that's fun to do. And actually, here's another interesting thing that came up. And I don't know what. I, I wonder where people would stand on this, too, or if, if, you know, if it's worth it. So there was a job I, that I saw yesterday that's out there for a brand ma- brand coordinator manager or something like that. And it's a marketing gig. For, it's actually a marketing gig for New York Comic Con where you just promote New York Comic Con. You, you, know, you, you set up fan meet, meet and greets, focus groups, how you can promote it, and all this other fun stuff. It just sounds like really cool. I mean, I love going to New York Comic Con. I've been there, I think this year will be 10 years. You know, I'm a big fan. I love a job like that, promoting something that I, that I really believe in, that I love. That sounds like a blast. Hell yeah, let's, let's do that. But, you know, it's definitely a job I'd love to do, but is the stability there? Is the pay there? And that's, that's the question. I don't think so. I don't think... I don't think the question the, the pay is. And that brings up a question, would I rather do something that I really enjoyed and take a hit that much of a hit in the pay? And I mean some people are like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, you, you know, you got to do what makes you happy and people would do that." I mean, I you know, that, that's what you if you got the guts to do that, that's huge. That's great. If you got the balls to just do something that makes you happy instead of having to you know, do something you feel like you have to do, then that's a that's a huge win for you. For me, I never thought I could do that. I never thought like I wish I could just drop what I'm doing and do what makes me happy. I can't. I always feel like I have too much responsibility, and especially now. You know, I mean, forget forget when I'm on my own and I got bills, and then I've got a wife, and then I've got a kid. I couldn't take this kind of job. You know, I mean, I don't know what kind of support I would get to, to take that kind of a cut. But if it was something I really, I really enjoy, that's a different story. But again, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't think I could do that. I couldn't just take a cut that much of a cut in pay, even if it made me happy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it makes me happy because I need that kind of money. I mean, not to mention things like benefits and, and stuff like that for for the health of the health of my kid. Um, it's you know. I got to think about stuff like that. And it's a bummer because a job like that, I wish I knew about a job like that when I was younger and I didn't have all these responsibilities. And I wish I had more of a focus on what I'd like to do. You know, unfortunately, I until, I know, until it was probably almost, you know, my late 20s, I didn't realize stuff that could be a pretty important job that I really enjoyed to do. Hopefully everybody else out there, you know, you love what you do or you don't. That's the point. Hopefully, you know, that's the, that's the point of being a cube nerd is that you hate what you do. Well, no, that's not true either. It's not the point. But a lot of us out there don't like what we do. Stuck in a cubicle. Who wants to be stuck in a cubicle? Human beings are not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day. To quote Peter Gibbons from Office Space, which if you're a cube nerd, you've seen. Or at least you have to see. I remember new guys come to the office like, oh, my God, you haven't seen it? That's your homework. Go home and watch Office Space and get on the same page as the rest of us. However, something that is pretty funny to me, and I, and I, I don't know why I never thought about it. It would never seem to be a big deal. Um, uh-oh. All right, so I'm getting on the bit in the major highway, and there's not a lot of traffic. That's a bad sign. 
because that means the traffic is somewhere. The day right after the holiday and New Year's, I mean, unless maybe this week is going to be okay and the next week is going to start up the shit again. But right now, all right, we're in good shape. No traffic. All right, let's go. Let's let's punch it to about 75. And then once I get on the other highway a little further south, I can kick it up to about 80 or 90. And, you know, maybe get to work only 15 minutes late. So what I was saying was, I and I tried starting the other day, but the goddamn internet at my house is so friggin' slow in my slow town. So trying to trying to watch it, it doesn't even fucking work. But I've never watched, I've never sat down and watched The Office. And a lot of you might think, like, what? You haven't watched, not only is The Office a great show, but I mean, as for someone who works in an office and it's so on point with all the different characters that are there, like, yeah, no, I never, I never watched The Office. I know all about it. I know all the characters and I've watched a ton of YouTube clips and all of Jim's jokes on Dwight and shit like that. But I've never actually sat and watched it from beginning, to, you know, all the way through. I've seen maybe an episode here or there. But I really need to. Really need to, really want to. It covers all that kind of stuff. It covers all those little jokey specifics. And again, like Office Space, it's like it's like an embodiment of Cube Nerds. And that's, you know, I got yeah, I got to get on the ball with that. So in time, I'll be watching The Office and checking it out and, you know, enjoying it, I'm sure, because I know it's a funny-ass show. There's a friend of mine, he's, he's a cop, and he, you know, he was a Marine, and The Office is one of his favorite shows. He had every season on, on DVD, you know, before there was Blu-ray. I don't even know if The Office is out on Blu-ray, but he had every season on DVD, and he carried it around with him. And he loved the office, but he never actually worked in an office before. So that that's a testament to how good the show is and how funny this show is and how much it holds up. So yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it and check it out. One thing I wanted to do is started watching Cheers. I mean, other than Peter Gibbons, who's like you know the flagship cube nerd. Um, I was watching Cheers, and Norm talked about working in his cubicle as an accountant. So that gave me the idea of trying to document. You know, famous cube nerds in history. Norm would be one. Peter Gibbons would be one. I'm trying to think who else. Now, you know, from other people, when you see movies and stuff like that, um, you could say Wesley. Uh, Wesley, I don't know his last name from Wanted, that James McAvoy played, based on the you know the graphic novel Wanted by Mark Millar, which I tell you, which the graphic novel I thought sucked. The movie was awesome with Angelina Jolie and James McAvoy. It's at uh, Morgan Freeman. Movie was awesome. Movie had a pretty good story. The action was good. The comic I just it was like slapstick, like ridiculous characters. And it was edgy just for the sake of being edgy. That's the one time where somebody actually took the source material and was like, eh, "We're gonna, we're gonna clean this up a little bit." And actually, when you make it more for the masses, it's a better product. Uh, but that's a, that's a perfect example. Like I don't think Wesley worked in it, at a, or maybe he had a desk job in the comic, but he didn't. You know. He didn't. Uh, it wasn't wasn't as as amplify as amplifier uh, as it was in the movie. Because in the movie, yeah, that's his gig. He sits there and he's fucking miserable, sitting in his cubicle, his boss snapping a stapler in his face. It's a goddamn nightmare. So he's another one that you know you see somebody. Look, if you're not happy, well, he didn't really have a choice. He didn't do something about it. Somebody did something about it for him. So yeah, go watch Wanted. Wanted's a good action movie. It's a comic book movie a lot of folks forget about because it was, it was actually really good. But yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, that's why, again, I, I, am, I 
I talk about the millions of folks that work at desk jobs and work in cubicles. Not to mention, I mean, because it's obviously it's a big enough, it's a big enough profession that, you know, it's focused on in movies and stuff like that too. There's a lot of people that work in cubicles and movies. One that, uh, one that kills me to even bring to mind, but it, one of my favorite movies was American Beauty with Kevin Spacey. And he worked at some kind of magazine or some shit, and he worked at one of those little half-desk cubicles. I mean, but he's a piece of shit now, which is such a bummer because he was my favorite actor. But he's such a piece of shit that I can't even, like, I can't even think about it. It's such a bummer. This is Kevin Spacey we're talking about. He, he was, you know, you know, even though the movie sucked, he was a great Lex Luthor. He was great in everything. And now you hear about all that shit that goes on, and it's just, oh, man, it's such a bummer. Not Kevin Spacey. Don't, th- you know, stay away from Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's the best. Let's, you know, you say something bad about him, I'm going to be fucking heartbroken like none other. So, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of different aspects out there, you know. So it's a, it's a huge job, huge following. And there's those little pieces of it that we're all in the same boat no matter what job you do. Like right now, I'm driving to work, and I'm in, not bumper to bumper, we're moving, but there's a lot of traffic now I caught up to. And the sun is beating me in the face. Beating me in the face and beating all these other people on the highway right in the fucking face. And my sunglasses on, it's like it's, it's like nothing. It's like I'm, I'm staring at the sun. I need one of those you know, fluorescent, uh, whatever, you know, paper, paper you put in front of your face when they had the eclipse a couple months ago. You know, and exactly, and you're forced to drive five miles an hour because you don't have a choice because there's no trees, the sun's in the sky, staring at you right in your, right in your face, and we're all in the same boat, creeping just to get past it before we can start going again. And all these folks, too, something that was always crazy... Now, I mean, I I know the 9 to 5 is the term, but I never had a job that was 9 to 5. My jobs, when you include your lunch, it was, it was 8.30 to 5.30. Never 9 to 5. If it, was, if it was 9 to 5, it was 9 to 6. Because, you know, you don't get paid for lunch or you get your half an hour lunch. Your half an hour lunch, that's paid. Or your half an hour lunch, that's paid. And your two 15-minute breaks that are unpaid. What a world of difference, too, because, I mean, I... The, it's funny the company I work for and all the different changes they went through. Okay, you start with an hour lunch, half paid, half unpaid. Okay, cool. All right, now you have your half hour lunch that's paid, and you have your two 15-minute breaks that are unpaid. Okay, I guess you know, I don't get my two 15-minute breaks in the rest of the day either, but okay. And then it was, okay, now you get a 45-minute lunch. That's it. Your 45-minute lunch. What a world of difference that 15 minutes makes. When I, I remember when it was a 45-minute lunch, when you go out on lunch... It was like you had no time at all. But when you had an hour, you had plenty of time. No, well, not really plenty of time. Still, an hour only. An hour sucks. But 45 minutes, God, well, that 15 minutes makes a difference. And then everybody, I mean, does anybody adhere to that shit anyway? Because how hard is it to get fired? I wish it was easier. I'm sure a lot of you folks do too. You got people who don't pull their weight and cheat the system. Yeah, you go, look, let's just get these people out of here and cut the fat. Keep filling the positions with good people who you can trust, but nope. How much does how many hoops the managers have to go through to fire someone? It's insane. Not to mention like legal repercussions they have to worry about. 
all that kind of shit. They, they need stuff documented on paper. You can't just say, hey, this person didn't take enough calls because you can't quantify how many calls someone's supposed to take. I mean, theoretically you can, but if someone needs coaching and stuff like that, that's something you have to focus on. That's not the employee's fault. Not the employee's fault that they suck, which is, you know, ridiculous. Um, that went off a little bit of a tangent there. So, yeah, I mean, you can't really just get rid of people if you needed to. Uh, I don't know what the hell I was just talking about. I paused it to cough and fucking lost my whole train of thought. So, now I'm about to get the point where the two highways merge. And I've got to cut off about 20 people waiting in line to get on the ramp. Which is a bummer. I hate doing that. Because you hate being that person at the end of the line. And obviously you're stuck at the end of the line because you've got so many people that are just blazing past you to cut you off and get in front of you. Oof, some dude on the side of the road with his hood up. That sucks. In this five degree weather. Sorry, pal. But yeah, you know, you're flying past everybody because you need to. If you try to play by the rules, you're going to get stuck in line. And people are just going to keep passing you by, passing you by, cutting in front of you, cutting in front of you. And you'll be there forever. You can't do that. You know, I hate doing it. Then you got people too, which is funny because if I'm stuck in line, I'm not letting anybody in. The person in front of me better not let it. Better. The fuck? That I turned you off, ways. So the people that are stuck in line, you know, they better not let anybody in. Somebody in front of me better not let anybody in. But all these people that do let me in, very grateful and thankful when they let me in. You know, thank thank you. Thank you. Wave to that guy. Jeez, two people facing the other way. I guess one of somebody's battery died. Holy shit. It's chaos out here. It's a demolition derby on the morning commute. So now I'm stuck behind an 18-wheeler, but at least I got in line a little further up than I'd like to. But yeah, all these people that they let you in... And, hey, I'm thankful you let me in. But when I'm in, you better not let anybody else in. Like this guy who's going to try to get ahead of me. Nope. Sorry, Chief. I will drive I will drive my car into the back of this tractor trailer before you get ahead of me. It's cutthroat world out there. Cutthroat world the morning commute. This is actually, it's funny. It, you know, I was, I was expecting this commute to be a nightmare. Because, you know, the day after the holiday... I figured it would be crazy because last week was smooth sailing. The week between Christmas and New Year's is a piece of cake. Tons of people take the whole week off or just businesses are closed down. It's slow. <sighs> so I figured the day after New Year's when everybody gets back to work would be another nightmare. So I figured it would be a funny, funny commute story to have. But nope. So far, knock on wood, smooth sailing. About to get on this other highway. This is the highway that takes me all the way to work. Let's see. I'm at exit 40 right now. I need to get to exit 17. So I take this all the way down to another little highway that I'm not on for, for very long. So. But let's see. Now here's the here's some traffic. But I tell you what, you always have those points too. Like I tell you, when I leave my house, I don't use Google Maps because Google, Google Maps sucks. It'll take the location, like it'll expect you to make a left across the four-lane highway and go, oh yeah, there it is, it's right there. 
Waze is pretty good. I think there's another one out there that some people are using, but Waze I think is the go-to. So if you're not using Waze in the morning, you got to be using Waze. Because also Waze, you can lay out a few different routes. You know, you can check your routes and see, okay, what's the traffic situation here? How long is this one going to take? Gives you three different routes you can travel and you can go a certain way. Me, I mean, let's see, when I leave my house, let's see, when I leave my house, I have two ways I can go. And then each of those two ways offers two ways where there's the point of no return. So I can go one way or I can go another way. And then if I go one way and either one of those other ways, I can't go the other way. Like that's it. So I have four routes I can technically go. And you got to constantly be looking at your phone to see the updated traffic. Because by the time I leave my house, oh, yeah, smooth sailing. An hour, hour and two minutes. Okay. And then probably about 10 minutes on the road. It's like, oh, yeah, it's up to about an hour and 15 minutes now. Because everybody's on the road at the same exact time. The point is to leave the house super early. But anybody got time for that? But you can check ways and see all your different routes and how long it's going to take. And, and it's funny because, yeah, because you have your way you can go. And it's like you gotta make that you gotta make that split decision, that call. All right, if I go this way, I gotta commit to it. I have no choice. God forbid there's an accident, and you're stuck in it, or you're gonna get off the exit, and it'd probably take you the same amount of time to get to work than it did if you sat in the traffic. But would you rather sit in traffic, or would you rather look at these two jerk offs trying to cut me off? Come on. Or would you rather sit in traffic, and? You know, just sit there and do nothing. Or you can take your other way, and at least you're moving the whole time. Yeah, that's that's what I prefer, because sitting in traffic is the goddamn worst. It's like a waste of time. That's what it is. So I'm halfway to work, let's see. I mean, I can record the whole thing. Maybe it won't be so bad, because there's not a lot of traffic, so it won't be a super long-ass episode. I don't know how interesting it is just listening to me talk. That's the hardest thing with a podcast. Like, uh, when I, I, I tried starting one, and I just did some, you know, a test run. It was the hardest thing. Is The hardest thing is to sit and just listen to yourself talk or talk to yourself. I can do it in my head. Is that scary? Is that not scary? I can do it in my head for, for forever. And just talk and do interviews with myself, and, yeah, it's a piece of cake. Once you start, it's so far it's pretty easy to just keep going. You know, once I start, I can just ramble about bullshit. That's the point of me doing this because I have so many things I can talk about from my past experience. I can just keep talking and talking and talking and talking about nonsense. I can see how many topics have I jumped all over the place on already. Um, so, I mean, that's the hardest part. It's just talking to yourself. But once you start, it's not so bad. And driving in the car, I mean, what else am I going to do? I can listen to some podcasts. But at least if I could talk, you know, it's not so bad. Like, I just keep talking and rambling. And in the traffic, traffic's not so bad, so I don't got to be swerving in and out and cursing at people like crazy. I feel like the visual is a lot better than the audio. Me swerving in and out, hitting my blinker, cutting people off, people cutting me off. Nothing else matters. The only thing that matters is getting to work. I don't really drive through a lot of lights anymore because of the highways that I take. But the back roads that I used to take, not even backwards. Once I get off the highway, there's still you know, a smaller highway, a two-lane highway with some traffic lights on it. I'm running red lights all the time. I mean, no, no, I'm not running red lights all the time. However, 
it does happen if it's a yellow light you know I may be a little bit more aggressive to get through that yellow light because I'm on my way to work than I would be for my normal afternoon drive and I wonder too how many people because this because extreme commuting is a thing extreme commuting is a topic that a lot of people have touched on there's a lot of articles out there that I was reading about it because people the big thing about your long commute is why why do you commute so far first of all I live where I live I don't want to live there I want to live closer to work but you know I can't afford it you know what I would I like a job right next to my house yeah sure but there's no work there you have to travel for where the work is and closer to where the work is is more expensive even though I'll tell you in, in Jersey Jersey's the shits there's the, the taxes are through the roof it's the worst living in Jersey but all the work is towards the more you know more metro areas and what I was reading about was folks that live in Pennsylvania which is crazy because you go right across the border to Pennsylvania and the, the cost of living goes down huge but so many people like guys I used to work when I worked in the city guys used to commute from way up in Pennsylvania jump on the bus for two hours and go to the city and that's what they did and they live like fucking kings in Pennsylvania that's the move if you can tough out the commute then it's worth it because that's what people do and that's the articles I was reading too guys he's like look I don't see my family much during the week I don't really really see my kids during the week by the time they get home you know mom helps with the homework and that's you know the kids go to school which takes a lot of commitment. That takes a lot of communication, a lot of understanding, a lot of commitment for a mom to take on that kind of responsibility. Especially if you have more than one kid. You know, mom, mom really can't work in that situation, but I guess that's the trade-off too. If dad's willing to work his ass off and for his family and mom doesn't need to work, she can take care of the kids and do all that other stuff, then that's fine. Because I know like I work and my wife works, and it's super frustrating sometimes. Even with just a kid now, he's one years old. It's frustrating as shit watching him sometimes. Now he wants he wants so much attention, and we talk on the phone a lot for our jobs. I guess you could say my wife's a cube nerd too. She has a desk job. We talk on the phone so much at our jobs. You know when he's yelling and screaming for attention in the background, we just can't do it, and it's so hard. So that's the trade-off. One if one person works that hard where they can support everyone, but that too you can't live in a busy area. The majority of us, there's exceptions. People have fucking insane jobs. But the majority of us, you can't only have one person working in the house anymore. Unless you figure out some kind of life hack where, yeah, I'll live in Pennsylvania, 60 miles from everything, and commute to work that bad, you know, and make the kind of money that I can make, and just, you know, spend the weekends with my families. Which, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I have a problem with that. Because if I can spend the time with my family and spend the time with my family and not have to worry about work and other kinds of shit like that and be able to be you know, financially stable where we can really have a good time on the weekends and not worry about anything instead of, you know, when I'm home from work, I'm fucking working on getting my degree and on the weekend, I'm shopping for shit to flip on eBay to get a little extra money. Always thinking about the hustle and the money making stuff. But that's also a personality trait, I guess. But I guess if I was comfortable and I had the money where I didn't have to worry about something like that, I don't got a problem with that. You know, it sucks being away from family because none of the family lives lives there. But you know what? If I had a nice, big, comfortable house, that's what I work for right now. I work for a big house. Some people want a rich lifestyle. 
Some people want stability. They just want to have whatever they want. My goal right now is just a bigger house. My wife's got a thing for, for dogs. We've got three dogs that are ours. Big dogs that range from probably about 50 to 70, 80 pounds right now. We got another foster right now who's a puppy who hopefully she's not bullshitting me when she says that he's got a home he's finding because we don't have room for four dogs and a kid. We don't have room for a coffee table in the living room right now because of all the chaos. So I need a bigger house with an office for myself where I can be comfortable and there's plenty of space for my family and a place where we can, we, you know, we like to have people over, but we don't have a house big enough for that. You know, we love inviting people over, sure, but right, where do they sit? Nowhere, but, you know, we just do it anyway because we like doing it. I need a house where people enjoy coming to. That's my goal right now. So if I, you know, if I was able to have a nicer house far away from the middle of nowhere, it's tough to bring myself to do that because we love going to the city and I love being in more metro areas and the stores and shit like that. So it's a trade-off. You know, you gotta, you can't, you gotta have one with the other. High ass taxes and busy community, or oh man, that was a, oh I don't know what the hell that was. It was a raccoon. Like it was frozen solid on the side of the road, or the duh. Or the deer that somebody hits that just runs for miles and is just it bits a deer for a, a good mile stretch from some 18-wheeler that just hit a deer like it was nothing. Ugh. It was like smashing a fly. Forget about it. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think I would take that trade-off. If I had a nice enough house and I was comfortable enough for my commute, maybe if I was comfortable taking a bus because right now I hate driving. I beat the shit out of my car for sure. I've got, let's see. Let's see, compass data error, low tire pressure sensor error. Uh, yeah, I've got 210,000 miles on my Ford Fusion. Which is crazy for a Ford Fusion. This car, shit, this car has been with me, been through me through a lot. And I'm about 2,000 miles over for an oil change. It's a bummer, I need an oil change. Uh, but I mean, I, I like to drive, but I could do without it in the mornings. I really like to drive, but the stress of trying to get to work on time and being stuck in traffic, oh, 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 I can't stand. Traffic is like my arch nemesis. I can't stand it. This, this is not bad. The re it's the reason I didn't take this other job for a long time, because I had a lot of connections here, and foolishly... You know, whenever I would bitch about my old job, I'd go on Facebook and go on a rant about my old job. Which, looking back on now, is like, oh my god, kid, what were you thinking? You can't do that shit. How stupid are you? Um, but I'd always have somebody, you know, in another place that would be like, hey, there's, there's, you know, we're, we're looking for people. There's openings here if you want. And it was just, it was too far. The commute was just too damn far. It wasn't, wasn't worth it to me. I'm like, sorry, man, you know, I appreciate it, but not yet. And then finally, so the way it went down at my last job, I was trying to get a position that I really thought I was right for. Then I had experience and I had knowledge. And apparently my manager told the hiring manager not to, not to even give me an interview. Not to even give me an interview because I wasn't ready. And that was the last straw. I... I went. I dra I not dragged him, but I I pulled him aside into an office, and said, "I'm fucking done here. 
I said, I'm done. I said, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I've had it with this place. I've had it with you. And being fucking passed over. I'm done. I'm done working here. And that's where it began. Where I said, look, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And thankfully, he put in a really good word for me. And the place was like, yeah, look, we're going to hire you because this guy said such good things about you because he had a lot of stroke from his tenure being there. And I got that job, and now I make this crazy commute. I remember telling my my boss, too. He goes, I pulled him aside, and I said, I got another job. He said, okay. He was positive about it. It was around year end. It was, it was I started this new job in February two almost three years ago. And this company was crazy around year end. But always the thing was, is if you get a job internally within the company, they can keep you for three weeks. And if they negotiate enough with the manager, they can keep you for longer. So they can force you to do your new job or your old job for a few more weeks. Not just, you know, here's my two weeks notice. So I told him I got another job. He was like, okay. He was positive about it. And then I said, it's not with the, it's not with the company. He said, oh. He goes, what kind of work are you going to be doing? I said, same kind of work. He goes, oh, it's not so-and-so, is it? I said, it's the same kind of work because they had snatched up two other guys. And it was like, yep, sorry, I'm going. And then I left. And then two more guys followed me. And unfortunately, the other good friend of mine who came up with the Cube Nerd's name, they didn't. They passed on him. They foolishly passed on him. Because uh, he's just he doesn't interview well from what he said. And he's a little bit older, but that that really doesn't matter because they hired somebody, you know, 10 years or even older than him. But this guy, you know, he's a top-notch talent as a cube nerd. He's a super positive, one of those super positive cube nerds with tons of ridiculous knowledge. And they missed a boat on hiring him. But he could have came too. And a lot of us left to go to this new place. And it was rough at first, but, you know, I know I love it now. And the commute to me is not not so bad. I, uh, I I deal with it. You get used to it. It's crazy at first, but the more you do it, the more you get used to it. You know, I mean, I traveled before. Now it's just a bummer. I'm putting all these miles on my car and beating up my car. But, you know, it comes with the territory. As long as I take care of this car and, again, it comes, you know, it comes with the new job. Maybe I can afford to get a new car when the time comes. Uh... And yeah, that's that's how it goes. I got no problem with it. I mean, it's still a pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong. I could say that on days like today, where the, the commute is really not bad at all. You know, there's there's really no traffic, which is again, which is a bummer. I might actually make it to work on time. It's not not a bummer. It's great for me for my morning commute, but it's not so good for this podcast, where I was hoping for a crazy fucking hectic, cursing and yelling and beating my horn and trying to get you know, trying to get to work. But, you know, not so bad as far as driving. I can deal with it. I'll take today and I'll take the the boring podcast for, uh, you know, for a nice calm commute. Because this side side job, side hustle, as Cube Nerds is, is really just, you know, it's a vent. And like I said before, you know, give people an outlet. Give people a community where, look, we're all in the same boat. You know, we all have a crazy commute in the morning. 
if you don't, you're happy. One of the new hires that I was talking to, she's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I got to go to the new office. I mean, it went from 20 minutes to like 30 minutes. So it's it really, that's not so great. I was like, oh, really? Well, on a good date where there's no traffic, it's an hour and 10 minutes for me. So, you know, there you go. Think about that. Remember, life's not so bad. There's always somebody that's got it worse than you do. But, yes, I mean, we're, you know, we all go through our crazy commute and our crazy stories at work. And when you're already at a at a hectic spot, you know, at your job and it's a stressful job you don't want to go to in the first place, the last thing you need is some real shitty commute to get you there, too. Things like podcasts have helped a lot for me. I listen to, I listen to like, 15 different podcasts. Not every episode, but there's a lot that I search through and listen to all of them. And, you know, they, they, they help you get through the commute. And then when you get to work, you don't really want to even bother with it. You know, you know, I don't want to get out of the car because I'm listening to my podcast, but I got to get to work. So hopefully in time, you know, this podcast becomes that too. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be driving to work by myself and usually I'm in the car by myself. So I don't know when I can record to multiple people. Most of the time you're going to be listening to me bullshit. But again, I'm a cube nerd. Refer to myself as the model employee. Because I got to, you know, the names, the company names and and employee names are changed to protect the innocent. Because I'm sure a company that got wind of something like this, you know, wouldn't take too kindly. Even though I have nothing but positive things to say about my current company. It's my last po- my last company that, uh, you know, that takes the brunt of it. Because they were the ones that fueled the fire. Um, but yeah, you know, I try to mask everything else because no you know i don't need to bash any companies or anything like that the, the the company is not the issue you know good for the company the company is not the issue it's the the people working there that are the issue or well lack thereof not working there anymore or you know in different positions because it's constantly changing but i guess you know the, the focus i guess the second half of this podcast more focused on the, me talking about the commute that gives me a topic to talk about rather than just going all over the place because that's that's another easy thing to do so yeah, I've been on this highway. I'm about to get to exit 17, like I said. So if you're playing along at home, that's exit 40 to exit 17. All the way down. Uh, and about to get off. This isn't so bad. This can get crazy. When you think about it, it's like, God, how is there not access all the time? You got two lanes coming off this highway. You got another lane coming off, I guess, going the other way on the right. And then another lane on the left coming off going this other way. You got two two lanes merging into two other lanes. It's fucking chaos. You know, you, you, you wonder how there's not so much destruction every day, especially when you're going down, you're going 85, 90 miles an hour down this highway. I guess we do that because there's nobody else on the highway. But And also in the winter traffic, thankfully there's no snow. But in the winter time, it's the worst. Everybody who slams on their brakes and drives two miles. Let me, let me tell you this. All you who drive five miles an hour in the snow you're worse for driving in the snow than somebody who drives a normal speed limit i understand you're being cautious it's what you want to do but you know what if you just drove normally like most of the other people are you're being safe you're being safe if you're driving normally because you're you are taking other other drivers into consideration when you drive or in the crazy rain just because it's fucking raining out doesn't mean you need to throw your hazards on and go to the slow lane and start driving 10 miles an hour down you know, a highway where the fucking speed limit's 65. That just causes more problems 
and causes more accidents. Because now I'm driving down the highway at my normal rate. Oh, my God, there's this person I caught up to going five miles an hour. i got to fucking swerve around them. Now it's raining. Now it's slippery. Just drive normal. I like to consider myself a good driver in the snow. And because I don't fuck around. My car's got front-wheel drive. That helps a little bit. But you know what? I drive pretty normal in the snow. I don't, I don't, I don't worry. I don't panic in the snow. I'm cautious and I'm careful. And when I need to drive slow, I drive slow. I ease onto the brakes. I ease onto the gas. I ease into turning. You know, I, I don't make quick decisions. But I take, you know, I take, you know, I take my time. But, uh, all right, so, all right, so, to give you a little quick update. So, by the time I got to fucking work this morning, yeah, now it's the end of the day, which is funny. How's that for a nice little time hop? So, I'm pulling into work. After I do my little closing and check my phone and the battery on my phone is dead. So, yeah, I missed my whole closing because the battery on my phone was dead and I had no idea. So now the whole day has passed. I'm about to start my commute home. Hope everybody has a good night. Don't forget to review, comment, let me know what you think. Let me know if you're enjoying it. Let me know if it sucks. Let me know what, what, what you think I should talk about. Let me know if, what you, if there's something you're sick of me talking about. You can go to facebook.com forward slash cube nerds. You can sign up there and leave me some comments. You can go to at cube underscore nerds because some asshole has at cube nerds on Twitter. You can go to at cube nerds on Instagram, which is crazy. Instagram is great. The communication for Instagram and the exposure is fucking awesome. So at cube nerds on Instagram, let me know. Drop some comments, like a few of my pictures. And, of course, you can go to CubeNerds.com, the main central hub for some articles, for some humor. Leave some comments. Let me know if you're having a good time. Let me know if there's anything you want to see. Let me know if you think I'm full of shit. And uh, we'll be catching up. Hope you have a good day. Hopefully tomorrow is better than today.